Welcome to Destination Sasquatch. Let's have some fun. Hey, my name is Paul Bowen. And I'm Reggie Bird. Today's topic, we're going to be talking about Reggie and I. Now, the reason we chose this topic is because we um, we want to give you an opportunity to get to know us a little mm-hmm. bit better. And uh, before we start diving into the uh, some of the more deep topics of Sasquatch and giving viewers an opportunity to chime in, ask questions that we might answer, all the, all the uh, fun stuff that we're going to be doing here on the podcast, as well as our blog and some videos, uh, we wanted to take a moment out of our time and just introduce ourselves. So my mm-hmm. name, once again, is Paul Bowen. Uh, little backstory on me. I was born and raised in Eastern Washington, and my passion for Sasquatch actually happened at a relatively young age. I remember going hiking uh, with uh, with several people that uh, on, on a hike up in the Okanagan where uh, one of the dads that was on the hike or the dad that was on the hike that was kind of leading us told some amazing Sasquatch stories that uh, just happened to take place here in the Blue Mountains where Reggie and I live. Mm-hmm. And I was just fascinated. Uh, it, you know, I, I was kind of a, uh, I was an Art Bell fan as a kid. For those of you who don't know, Art Bell was just an absolutely amazing uh, uh, guy. When it came to uh, to radio, I used to listen to Art Bell late at night in bed uh, on the on the uh, AM radio. So I was interested in, you know, stuff that had to do with cryptozoology. But at the same time, I wasn't necessarily fascinated. But when I had my first real experience, I was up hunting by myself and it was a late whitetail hunt. And if you can imagine, there's probably down in the foothills above the town of Chihuahua, Washington. Um, it was mid-November-ish. And uh, I was up by myself, and there was about a foot of snow toward the, the, toward the foothills of the, of the mountains there. And I kept uh, going up this road, and there were a few camps up this road along the way. I just went several miles up this mountain road. And I came to one particular spot where... I looked over on my left, and there was a guy that was coming down the mountain on his four-wheeler, and I decided to take an opportunity. I rolled down my window, and I kind of flagged him down, and he came over to me. And I said, hey, where does this road go? I was just kind of looking for some new areas, kind of to get off the road, get some, uh, get away from some people, etc. So the guy told me, kind of, he says, you know, if you keep going up here maybe um, a few hundred yards, you're going to have to turn around. You won't make it up there in your F-150. And uh, so I talked to him for a little bit more, asked him if he had seen any sign, anything like that. They said He said that they had a couple hanging back at camp, and we parted ways. I backed up a little bit, and me being the stubborn person that I was, I decided, well, now I'm going to go see what that's like. So I drive up that little backlogging road, and I'm pushing fresh snow at a certain point, meaning I can see where his track stopped and where it was just completely fresh snow. And so if you can imagine, I'm driving along on this, uh, this logging road in the middle of the mountains above Chihuahua, and I'm pushing fresh snow, and my tires are digging into the ground. I'm in low, four-wheel, uh, four-wheel low. And I dig and dig and dig for oh, probably, I would say, eight-tenths of a mile, somewhere in that range. Wow. But I came up to this weird spot where I came around. There was a cliff on the left-hand, <clears throat> on the left-hand side. So you've got this cliff on the left-hand side, and that's uh, seemed what seemed like a pretty straight drop. And I come around this corner, and it was this dark, dank, forested area. If you can imagine just uh, kind of, you've got a hill on this side, mm-hmm. 
that's going up and, and it's just a, I say a hill because I can see the topography. I can see that there's nothing on this hill as I'm viewing it back in my mind. And I can see up here there are trees. Over here there are trees. And then there's this valley, kind of a, a, a little valley, no more than 20 feet wide. Um, and I don't know what it looked like in the springtime when the, you know, when the snow had thawed. But I remember seeing this just dark dank. It was dark. That's the best way to describe it. And we're in a couple of feet of snow here. And I decide that that's probably uh, where the big bucks hang out, right? Um, I don't know why that thought came to me, but I thought, I'm going to go check it out. Because if wow. I want to get away from humans, most humans wouldn't go in there. It was just kind of too spooky looking. It was just weird. So I got out of my truck, and I remember locking it, and I threw the 30 out 6 on my back. And, um, and I, and I was started to walk around the truck. And I looked over on that hillside that I was describing, and there were perfect. And I'm not, I, I, I'm not kidding when I say perfect. I'm talking seconds-old tracks of Sasquatch. And when I saw the first track, I knew. But then I see the entire trackway with a massive gate, and I knew. And that sense, that overcoming feeling, that overwhelming feeling that something's watching you, and you're low on the totem pole. And the first thing that came to my mind is I'm going to get, it's going to come up and push my truck over the edge of the, right. I just started freaking out internally. I started sweating. I jumped back in the truck and I remember the first person that I called, I called my buddy David from Bellingham and I said, Hey, you're not going to believe what happened. And I told him the story and this was before I was off the mountain. I was so sure because you're pushing fresh snow. No one had been up there and I can, these tracks you can see probably about an 18-inch track, and the gate was big. And you could see just ever so slight nail marks. Ooh. You could see it was as if a a, 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 a human hand, you know, if you're going to... It wasn't claw marks, mm-hmm. right? It was nail marks, like somebody had, that had grown their nails out a little bit too, well, way too long, right? You could just see that drag on each and every toe. It was so perfect. And it scared me to death. Ever since then, I've been fascinated with the idea of Sasquatch, and I've just been looking. And so for many years, I looked on my own. I would take my kids, I would take my family up to the mountains. And what's Dad doing? Dad's looking for Sasquatch. (laughs) And uh, at some point, and I'll lead you up to the point where Reggie and I meet and Mm -hmm. then let him take over, but um, at some point, it's kind of like hunting, hunting alone. Like in that experience, I just wish I would have had someone with me. Uh, researching for Sasquatch, it was one of those things. It's like try to find somebody a that you're compatible with when it comes to camping, hunting, those type of things, and then add into the fact that you got to find somebody who is at least open-minded to Sasquatch. Exactly. And at the time, I wasn't extremely comfortable necessarily talking about Sasquatch, as most uh, believers, as we found out through our experience are a little bit apprehensive when it comes to just um, divulging information about their beliefs in Sasquatch, which is another topic that we will be covering. Mm -hmm. But uh, I kind of longed for somebody that shared my passion and shared the commitment. Um, And so I was up on a uh, a hike. I was mutually invited by a a friend to to go up on this hike um, up in the Lostine area of of, uh, Oregon. 
and I decided to go on the hike, and I think I even ended up driving, or did we drive two rigs? Uh, you drove. Yeah. Yeah. And got up there, and, and, and Reggie was one of the guys that had uh, received an invitation from this guy as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got up there, and I remember starting off our trail. I, I think I, I leaned over to Reg, and I says, hey, if you see me lagging behind and you see me looking down at the grouts because I'm looking for Sasquatch tracks. Yeah. And, you know, usually the expectation is that you're going to get somebody that's like, what the hell oh, did you yeah. say? Like, oh, this guy's got weird. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but... Reggie looked at me with eyes that were like, I've found my, I found the person I was supposed to find. And it was the exact same feeling that I had. Mm -hmm. Like, I may have found the guy that I've been looking for that can go out with me squatching. Yes. And from there, a brotherhood, and I say brotherhood with the ultimate meaning of brotherhood, Reggie and I have become absolute brothers ever since that, uh, that fateful meeting. Uh, we do everything together. Our yep. families vacation together. We started AAU basketball teams together. And most recently, we quit our jobs together. Yeah. We decided to do this full time. Yes. Squatching is our passion. It's not just some, hey, you know, it's fun to do every weekend exactly. type of a deal. No, this is our passion. I, I, As far as I know, we're the only people that are, are uh, uh, a, a team that are going to quit their jobs to do this full time. And that's what this is all about, that's figuring all out about. how to make it happen. So that was my experience meeting Reg, how our friendship started. That's mm-hmm. just a uh, tip of the iceberg. So I'll introduce you to Reg, let him bring you up to speed to that, um, that uh, fortuitous experience up in... Uh, the minor scene, yeah. Yep. So, um, basically, I, I'm from South Carolina. So, you know, growing up in South Carolina, you don't have many mountains there. You know, you have the Appalachian Mountains, uh, north of where I grew up, but, uh, you know, mostly just woods and, uh, you know, it's thick forest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty thick forest. Um, and so that's what I used to do. I used to, uh, go, you know, go, you know, basically explore in the woods. And I always had this, uh, this, passion for like the unknown or the mysterious yeah. you know i didn't know what to call it at that point but uh you know i uh we had this um this legend around where i grew up uh in the early 90s uh it was called the lizard man what and, yeah lizard man <laughs> yeah and, uh, and they, how, I, how were you did you really believe in the lizard or did you have family members who were like oh 100 percent. yeah or was it just something like because we had the my mom had the boogeyman but that's just because i wouldn't get out of the car or something She'd no like, the there was actually documents uh documented uh video and uh witness testimony really? uh, the, the police came out in uh in a, what? It's a town called bishopville south carolina yeah. and they actually had the police come out and investigate a lady's van being ripped apart ripped to shreds by this uh lizard man looking thing with claws and and it's and, just her uh ex-boyfriend yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, you would think but uh yeah so i i was fascinated and i did all my, you know, all the research and 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 just enamored by everything uh, the, about the lizard man. And in doing that, I uh, discovered, uh, uh, you know, the Loch Ness monster, you know, and that phenomenon. Oh, yeah. And so climbing down that rabbit Do you, hole, you, you still believe in the Loch Ness monster, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah I, I, you know, and we have something similar in the Pacific Northwest and Wallawas, Wally. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I did hear something about that, but uh, yeah. Um, and so after, you know, basically, like I said, climbing down the rabbit hole of the Loch Ness, uh, just doing all the research and, and, and I came across this, uh, film, uh, uh, the Patterson Gilman film. And I'm like, I, cause I've heard of Bigfoot, but never really 
you know, I dived into it because I was more just, uh, you know, on the Loch Ness at that point. Yeah. And um, so I decided to look and I'm like, holy smokes, this thing is like real. And this thing is in the United States somewhere. And, you know, so I started uh, just doing like, you know, further doing research in that and um, further going down rabbit holes online and just uh, just being totally fascinated by the Sasquatch subject. And uh, so I wanted to be um, as I want to have as much knowledge as I possibly get in that subject and and just run with it. And so, you know, moving here. I uh, discovered the Freeman film, mm-hmm. and I'm like Paul you, Freeman footage. Yes, the Paul Walla Freeman Walla. footage. Yeah, yep, D Duck Springs. And I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me? This thing is up there, basically in my backyard. Right. Something that I've been fascinated with since I was a kid, and so that pretty much uh, sealed the deal for me and cemented, you know, me in the Sasquatch lore. And we'll be talking about the Freeman footage because we. Of course, we're a little bit biased. We're from Walla Walla, but not many people. And we'll be talking about this, kind of the history and the backstory of Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin Mm -hmm. and their connection to the Blue Mountains. And it's just another piece of evidence that we'll be able to provide to the viewers out there as to why the Patterson-Gimlin footage is real. But Mm -hmm. we've got the what we consider, what we strongly consider to be the second best footage ever recorded of Sasquatch, and that is the Paul Freeman footage uh, right here in Walla Walla, Washington. So that's exciting. Yeah. So by way of uh, background, I have um, a lot of experience. My uh, degrees happen to be in organizational management. I've spent time as a teacher at a community college here in Walla Walla, uh, teaching business classes. Um, I've spent a lot of time in call center management. And then my most recent stint um, when I wasn't uh, playing entrepreneur was as a uh, business advisor for uh, Washington State University here in Walla Walla. And um, I've always been drawn to entrepreneurship. I believe that was something that I got from my grandfather and some of the stories that he always told. He had a store in Jackson, Wyoming. It was one of the only grocery stores at that time in Jackson, Wyoming, and just uh, had that entrepreneurial passion from uh, from a young kid. And what... Um, where Reggie and I actually are at this point in our lives is that we actually run a business ourselves. And mm-hmm. it's not Destination Sasquatch. We quit our jobs, myself as a uh, uh, working for WSU. Yep. Um, and uh, Reggie at the time was working for the Walla Walla Public School uh, System, mm-hmm. Public School District. And we quit our jobs and we figured out that in order to make this passion happen, we're going to have to spend more time together because oh, yeah. just getting together on odd weekends and, uh, and and evenings together, which was fantastic, but at the same time, our, our families wanted to interact, yes. not us business planning. <laughs> and so we, we, we had to eventually do something drastic. What was that drastic thing? We quit our jobs. Yep. We opened up a souvenir shop that has a strong Sasquatch influence. Oh, yeah. Uh, here in Walla Walla to try to give ourselves an opportunity to plan out the next step. How in the world can we become full-time Sasquatch researchers? We already know that Sasquatch exists. That's Without not our doubt. intention. Without a doubt. Our intention is to just bring more. Uh, bring uh, our intention is to bring more attention, um, but also we want to bring uh, a completely new target audience, uh, mm-hmm. and that is non-believers to the conversation, uh, or at least those people who are open-minded. Because non-believers sometimes that that gets a little bit frustrating. But um, Reg, tell tell the people what you did um, before coming into uniquely Walla Walla. 
Um, I was in, like you were saying, I was in the uh, public school system, worked at the local middle school. Um, then I also was, uh, did a little bit in the medical field, worked with the local hospitals around, and also uh, the veterans, uh, mm-hmm. worked with them as far as, uh, you know, getting them the equipment they needed to uh, pretty much live normal lives, as, as, as normal as they could possibly live. And whether that be high-end wheelchairs or some uh, breathing apparatuses. Um, but, um, yeah, just uh, started there. And uh, and you're also a member of the military. Thank oh, yes, for yes, yep. Uh, we've also got another member of the military behind our camera here. Ben, say hi to everyone. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Uh, but, no, and then you, you took – I mean, it was a big leap for oh, both for of sure, us. Oh, for sure, yeah. How did we have that conversation with our wives? Oh, I, it was a little bit awkward. Yeah, just uh, basically – you know, you, you if you can picture, you know, just coming to your wife and say, "Hey, uh, leave him a job." Why for Bigfoot? <laughs> for Bigfoot. <laughs> right? Who does that? Oh man, and nobody. The look I got that day was uh, the hell you are burned into my memory forever. So <laughs> no, it was yeah, it was interesting. I would say it was a process where it took us quite some time to uh, to kind of lead up to it, and and. Uh, huge thanks to our wives oh, and our sure. families for yeah. all their support because this is not easy. It's no, not something by that any means. Uh, number one, having your husbands come out of the as uh, as the weirdos that believe in Bigfoot is one thing, but also uh, just the the time away from home and the, and the the money that we have to dedicate to mm-hmm. this. We thank them so much uh, as well. We we really thank the viewers as well. So we hope to be taking the viewers on this journey oh, with yes. us. Um, the goal is to turn what we're doing now into full-time work so that we are researching, we are investigating. And once again, um, for us, it's a little bit different. We'll tell you eventually in, in some of these future episodes, uh, we'll be telling you why we know that Sasquatch exists, mm, oh, talk yeah. about sightings we've had, talk about encounters, talk about some of the people that we've had, had an opportunity to squatch with and the experiences that they've had when they're with us. Fun times. We'll talk about our future goals, uh, but you'll get to hear all of that on future podcast episodes, so we do hope that you tune in. Oh, yeah. We appreciate you.